Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect. Obsession. In every aspect of the game. Being obsessed. Low snap. The Foles comes away with it. Look out from behind. And there he goes at the 25-yard line. Oh, look out. It's picked off. Picked off by Smith. Fires picked off in the end zone. Adrian Amos with the pick. WGN Radio's very own Adam Ho. I'm sorry. I don't know what just happened. Dissolve? What's Dissolve. Is that even a word? And the Chicago Sun-Times, Adam Johns. Problem is, we suck. We do not suck. Bring you Chicago's best Bears coverage. stepping up, fires on the sideline. Robinson makes the catch, but a flag is down. It's ruled a touchdown, but there is a flag down. Bowles sidearms it, and it will be caught for the touchdown by Golden Tate. And, oh, he hits the upright Obsession. My oh my! obsessed. And now, here they are. Perfection. The Adams. Yeah, baby. Hogan Johns. That just happened. <laughs> Amazingly, that did just happen. I, I kind of think this podcast should just start with like 30 seconds of silence because <laughs> just kind of speechless here at Soldier Field. And that's a great way to put it. I, I think everybody was stunned. I was stunned. Six times Cody Parkey has hit the uprights this season. And, and yes, it looks like it may have been tipped, but just an unbelievable finish. Heartbreaking in a sense for the Bears, absolutely. But the, the way it happened, man, silence. Well, it, it is stunning, and I kind of had this feeling sitting in the press box kind of overlooking the, the stadium and soaking it in. I I happen to be at the 2003 wild card, um, not wild card, the 2003 NLCS game seven that the Cubs lost uh, to the Marlins, where it was just sort of like a funeral inside the building at the end, and not people didn't really weren't really in a rush to get out and beat traffic. They were just still just kind of sitting there. Yeah, like what? But that's the game Michael Jordan was afraid to leave the building. <laughs> was it not? Well, I think Cody Parkey. Maybe felt the same way um, tonight. I that's just kind of how it felt for me, and I, yeah, I just we talked about it, and it was like I it was sort of joked about. I feel like by a lot of people, like oh, what if it ends on a Cody Parkey missed field goal? Wow, we got taken to another level with a double doink. But that was an absolutely fair point to bring up throughout this week. If you had doubts about this game. And I've been saying it for weeks. The biggest weakness by far on this team going into the playoffs was the kicker. And in the end, it's as much as I hate to admit it, kind of fitting. That's how the season ended with a doink. Fair, yet still surreal. Well, it doesn't is, is feel it not? fair because the rest of the team was pretty good. Yes, yes. And it, look, you like seeing Kyle Fuller and Charles Leno walk up there and give him a high five, whatever. 
He missed a field goal that would have put the Bears in the divisional round. A lot of guys on the Bears football team, yes, it was ugly at times, but they still played well enough to win up until 10 seconds remaining in this ballgame. And it didn't. It, it, it wasn't meant to be. It's really what it was. Yeah, I, um, you know, now we should mention, if you haven't seen it, it looks like Trayvon Hester tipped the kick. And I and I have a feeling for a lot of people, that might be the first time you're hearing that right now because that was not obvious. It was not shown on the broadcast. And it, it seems like some people on Twitter just sort of slowed it down frame by frame. Really what started is uh, Trayvon Hester... I guess was bragging about it in the locker room on the Eagles side of things. We, of course, were in the Bears A reporter took a picture of his left hand. Yeah, and I was like, okay. um, It it caught me off guard, but there are videos on Twitter. I'm looking at one right now. Slow down frame by frame where it looks like the trajectory of the ball is just slightly changed. And the amazing thing about that is Cody Parkey, when we talked to him, obviously had no idea that it was tipped because He was flabbergasted, it seemed like. He thought he hit a good ball. He played the win left or right. And he thought that it was going to move back to the right. And it just didn't. And he didn't seem to understand why it didn't. Well, maybe just that much of a tip explains it. Because the ball does sort of change its rotation a little bit after it appears to be tipped. I I watched the the frame-by-frame slow-motion replay of that. Someone put it online uh, on Twitter. It's so instantaneous now. I I forget who. It's on my uh, Twitter feed. I retweeted it uh, at this point if you want to check it out. Go find it. You have to check it out. I I watched it seven times and maybe five out of the seven. I'm like, oh, he tipped it. Maybe two out of the seven. I'm like, I don't know. So majority wins for me, at least in my observation there. there. The trajectory does seem to change. The spin of the ball, I should say. Well, the ball was at plenty of distance anyway. But what I'm talking about is this makes sense to me because Parkey didn't seem to understand why the ball didn't come back to the right. And just a tiny tip like that could affect that. To hit it's the amazing. Up, to hit the upright twice. We, we've yeah, in the crossbar, right? Hit the crossbar. Robbie Gold said this last, a couple weeks when we had the conference call with them. He like he felt bad for Cody because yeah, yeah, like yeah. to hit the upright as many times as he has and not to have one bounce in. It's it's what I mean. It, it, it's amazing. How many times do you see during the regular season where you, you hear a Chris Berman highlight? I know he's not doing what he did, yeah. did in the past anymore, but it hits the upright and goes in. Did not happen this year for Cody Parkey. At least this one. It went upright, crossbar, bounced out. What a ricochet. Just just awful luck. But I guess you give the Eagles a bit of credit there. I mean, you have to, right? Because they. it appears. And why would he lie about that anyway, Hester? Why, why would he? There's no point in him lying. There's no, no point I, in, in reporters taking pictures of his hand if it's all a farce. But, so give them credit. They got the hands on the football in the most important moment of the game. Yeah, uh, can't wait to see the all twenty-two. See if I don't know if I mean I don't even think it's a matter of somebody missing a block. Just guy got his hand up. Maybe you could argue that Parky should get more air under it. I I not I'm not enough of a special teams guru to know that or not. Um, what I do know is the kick didn't go in, and the Bears had an outstanding season. And everyone, including you and me, thought they were going to be heading to Los Angeles next week. And this is just a crashing halt 
to what was an otherwise very, very impressive year for everybody in the organization, starting with Ryan Pace, going down to Matt Nagy, the defense, the way they played. But, you know, the question was posed to me multiple times this week. Would it all still be considered a success if they lost in the first round? And my answer was yes. But it wouldn't feel but good. But no, yes. yeah, It yeah, wouldn't feel good. And I think that's where they are. You know, they win tonight, and they go on to L.A., and they play a hard-fought game and lose to the Rams. Easier to stomach. This is going to be incredibly hard to stomach. It's going to be a long off season. There's going to be a lot of questions, uh, and it's going to start with kicker. Well, it, it's it's the way it ended. Yeah. Literally centimeters away from being victorious. Centimeters. It's like the... Not inches, centimeters. The opening scene of Mighty Ducks, when it just... The puck hits the quarter to the other other way. It would have gone in, and then the other guy Gordy says, Bombay. Right, "Well, yeah, but if it would have gone the quarter to the other side, you would have missed completely." Yeah, which is kind of a stupid line, <laughs> Conway, because either way, it's a miss. Just bad, just bad. Yes, look, we played out that scenario a lot, almost in jest. Did we not? There seemed to be an amusement about it. But. Well, because it, it 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 was both a realistic possibility and an absurd storyline. Because as many you and I cover sports for a living, we've seen great stories, we've seen bad stories. It just seemed too absurd for the season to end that way. Yeah, and yet here we are. That's what happened. It ended on a not just the Cody Parkey yeah, miss, yeah, yeah, not yeah. just the Cody Parkey doink, but a double doink. It's set up for such a storybook finish for Mr. Trubisky, did it not? It really it, great in the second half. Rebounded after an awful second quarter. He got them down there. I mean, beautiful he, throw to Allen Robinson, twenty-five yarder down to the Eagles thirty-three. Of course, you have to give three cone credit for the kickoff return. Why you kicked him in the first place, I don't get, but. Man, man, not meant to be. Okay, so here's here's what I think is a fair question. It was, uh, I believe, third and one, right? Third and one, third and two on the play before the field goal. Yes. They took a shot downfield. Interesting call, I thought. Um, you didn't like Trubisky's answer on it? Well, what did he say again? We're going to play all this for you in a little bit. Yes, he said that it had to be through the end zone, into the end yes. zone. Because if it wasn't, they were concerned about getting to the line of scrimmage. And rightfully so. Yeah, I like that answer. Kick. Yes. No, because he's he's making a shot in the middle of the field. He's absolutely right. Yes. The ball needs to be in the end zone. And so he, I think he was essentially saying he overthrew it a little bit because he was making sure it was in the end, the end zone. zone. Correct. That I, that I get. What I didn't like so much was Matt Nagy's answer to the same question. I asked both of them the, this question. He was saying, well, we ran the ball in Miami to pick up extra yards, and we didn't get it. I, I was thinking more along the lines of you throw five, seven yards to the sideline. The, but what if he doesn't get out of bounds? The, well, but what, here's what I'm talking about with Matt Nagy's answer that I don't like. You run the ball there. You can't run the ball. No, he's just referencing the probably the criticism that he received for running the ball in that situation for Cody Park in Miami. Right, but he was saying that's why we didn't do that here. And you can't run the ball in that situation because if you don't get it, you okay. don't have a timeout. Right. So I, I, I just didn't like his answer. He didn't even mention throwing a short pass to the sideline, getting out of bounds. 
I just I what I'm getting at is it's a 42 yard field goal. You, you it's the NFL. You you should hope your kicker can make it in that situation. That's just not been the case all season. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how anyone. I, I know what you're saying. I don't know how anyone on that sideline could have felt good about that. No, field no. Goal. I, I get what you're saying, but the, the risk involved of throwing your your five yard out. I mean, if it's an incomplete, it's an incomplete. It's no different than going through the end zone. But I mean, if if it is caught and the defender gets him and wrestles him down, there is no way that Cody Parkey and his crew is running out there to to get that ball off. It just isn't happening. Um, right, but you would have the first down and maybe time to clock it. Although it would have been tight. I'm trying Ten to see. Ten seconds left. The clock was at 15. 15 seconds there on third and two. So it would have been close. Yeah. Extremely but, close. But there are routes to run and you practice them. Yeah. Where you complete the ball going out of bounds or it's incomplete. Same thing with the end zone. Yeah, you complete no, it for a you. touchdown, or it's in the end zone. And I hear you. So, and that doesn't the, absolve your kicker of. No, it I, doesn't. I, I get trying it to make doesn't. an easier kick for him, but forty-two is kind of it's, it's almost. But this just has not been. I know. I know. With I know. And and I hate to bring this up. I didn't mean to be picking on the guy pregame. His warm up was awful. I, I I tweeted it out before the game, trying to be somewhat nice in how I worded. it. I think I said it was a mixed bag. Was what yeah. I used. You and know? you said he was kind of a mixed bag going north. Was he not? So I, I caught it starting mid-session to the south end zone, okay? I saw the last three kicks to the south. You won't believe it, but the first one I saw, doink. I didn't catch the distance on that, but it was longer. They moved back, so I think it was somewhere in the 40 range because they moved back then to 53, which he missed wide left. 52, he misses wide left. Those were the last three kicks to the south. Again, this is in warm-ups. They go to the north end zone. He makes a 28-yarder, a 32-yarder, then misses right on the 38-yarder. Again, these are th- anything under 40 in the NFL level should yeah, be automatic, yeah. especially in warm-ups. Misses that. Then the next one for 37, I honestly couldn't tell from the press box if it went in or not, which means it was close either way. Uh, makes it from 42, makes it from 47, short from 53, then makes it from 53, uh, then makes it from 24. It wasn't a great warm-up session. And they watched that stuff carefully. Now he comes in the game. He made his field goals. And he made his field goals two or three. Two. Two. And then misses a third? Yes. It was yep. a, no, he made three field goals yeah, before that. Yeah, he made three. He made from 36, 29, and 34. So I get your argument of getting him into to closer range. but Right. Like, well, all right. To me, there's a significant difference between a 42-yarder and a 49-er, but I, I get your point. I guess I'm just saying I, I think a 5-7 to seven yard out there would have made sense. I also am fully on board with everybody who's listening to this right now being like four, a NFL kicker should make a 42-yarder in that situation. Totally correct. Yeah. Should we hear from him? Yeah. Are people going to turn off the podcast if they listen to Cody Just Park? fast forward three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. Don't stop listening. If you're that upset with them, fast forward. If you'd like to hear from the kicker, here it is. Did you think you were going to be iced? Uh, I, I don't really think about that. Because yeah. you, you, made, you made your kick there before. Sure, before I, the time I heard out. the whistle. I know it was a practice kick, but yeah, I, I struck a good ball there and Unfortunately, I mean, I, I can't make this up. I hit the post, what, six times this year, and I hit it twice on that one. How about the, the, the upright and then the crossbar? Like I said, 
I mean, I, you can't make this up. I mean, I, I feel terrible. Put the team down. Um, that's on me. So I have to own it. I have to be a man. And, you know, it's unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that's the way it, it went to today. Your teammates quickly consoled you. I mean, does that help in that situation? Are we just numb? Or? Of course. I mean, that's the worst, one of the worst feelings in the world to, to let your team down. So I feel terrible. Uh, you know, I'm going to continue to put things in perspective, um, continue to just put my best foot forward and, and just sleep, sleep at night knowing that I did everything in my power this week to go and make that kick and for whatever reason at the crossbar and the upright and I still couldn't I still couldn't do it so um, yeah I feel terrible. Cody, as you wrong go- on the kick mechanically? No I thought I hit a great ball. Just trying to play the wind. Cody as you were going out there to, to, to make that kick uh, before the first uh, timeout was called what was going for your mind as you were walking from the sideline out to where you were going to start? Make the field goal. Nothing else? That, that's it? That's it. Were you feeling like you were obviously in a groove, getting those three in the first half? You know, that you had it going. Yeah, yeah. Confidence was go- confidence was going. Uh, like I said, I mean, there's really no answer to it. I thought I had a good ball, and unfortunately, uh, I just I, I didn't make it. I mean, I feel terrible, and um, I 100% take that loss on me. And it is what it is. But I mean, life's sun's gonna shine tomorrow. Life's gonna go on, and unfortunately, it's gonna sting for a while. Which way was the wind blowing? Left or right? A few more. As the final drive is going, are you kind of mentally in your head calculating, okay, where am I going to have to hit this from, that sort of thing? Do you do, you do any of that sort of thing? Just kicking or? in the net, and then when they send me out for field goal, I go out and try to make it. Cody, you drive home after this. Sure. Who do you talk to? How, how do you handle something like this for you personally? Uh, I'll talk to my wife. Uh, she's always there for me, supporting me. Um, my dog, when I get home, he's not going to care if I made it or missed it. Um, but... Yeah, this is a terrible feeling. I mean, I'm, I can't hide that. Cody, did you Last one. hear from any of your teammates after that? What did they say to you? Every single one of them said they got my back and, and that they love me and to not let this affect me. Um, of course, uh, it's going to sting for a few days. I mean, just being completely honest. But, um, yeah, I, just, I, I have to move on. Cody, do you think your future is in doubt? It's not my job to consider that. Well, I'll say this. Um... I feel for the guy. Sports can be absolutely brutal sometimes. Uh, you know, it doesn't absolve him from, from missing a kick. I, I think the future is worth discussing here, even in the aftermath of the game, because there's two sides to this. Um, one is you paid a kicker a lot of money, and he cost you at least two games this year, and is a huge question mark going forward. Just on that alone, okay? The other part that I think is incredibly relevant, too, I don't know if general managers think this way or not. We've seen guys get absolutely trashed in this town to a point where it crosses lines. They can't return. It's already happening tonight. It reminds me of what happened to Chris Conte in 2013 uh, with, with the blown coverage, which, by the way, wasn't completely his fault. The kick was tipped. That's a that's a thing that that matters here a little bit. And I don't know that Cody Parkey can go back and kick here for the Bears again. No, no, no. Well, even the scenario. Let's go back to the scenario we laid out. If this happened, I don't see how you could keep him. We talked about this two weeks ago. Yes, and just in terms of like the the old. But they always say account, accountability, right? Like you eventually have to answer 
yeah. for your failures. And this may mean the Bears may have to swallow $5 million, more than $5 million of salary cap space on this. Mm-hmm. It's almost $5.2 million. But you know what? To, to have him, I guess maybe you bring him to camp, but, you, but he's got to have competition. But 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 then again, what competition are you going to have if you're bringing him back? You have to make this decision come free agency. I think the solution's way easier, and it's just a matter of does NFL egos and the money make sense. There, he was in the building tonight with he's, his two boys. He's the Bears' all-time leading kicker. It's been four years, well, three years of not figuring out the kicker situation, and the guy's been crushing it since they left here. His yeah. name is Robbie Gold. He was in the building in a skybox suite with his family tonight. And he loves Chicago. He loves this team. He still lives here. It would be easier on his family to still work here. You just you swallow the money and you sign him. Well, it's my understanding. It's a no-brainer. He, no, he, he would do it. It's my I, understanding. Oh, he would oh, it, I, in a heartbeat. The, 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 the hurt feelings, even if I'm sure Robbie's over him at, at this point, but even his, his beefs. Those people are not here anymore. No. John it, Fox and Jeff Rogers are not here anymore. It, it's just a matter, honestly, if Ryan Pace can just admit that he made a, a wrong choice, which I know a lot of people come back and say, well, that jump-started Robbie's second part of his career, which is, yeah. which is accurate, too. But it was still... It, it was a wrong move. It just was, well, no matter what the outcome has been. Pace's worst move. It, it is. So you can write it. He's right there. Yeah, but, but you're talking about what do you have to pay him? Probably over three million dollars. Yeah, I think he made. I, I don't know what he made actually out there. I don't know either. I also think he would take a little bit less to come here. Yeah, maybe two and a half, three, one year deal plus on top of the five. You're now you probably give him two. You're talking about maybe seven, eight million dollars on the kicker yeah, position yeah. You, for for yeah. next year. But I, what also is relevant? You don't have to pay Mitch yet. Yeah, maybe you you, you give him a two year deal where the first year is kind of cheap. There's ways. There's way to maneuver the salary cap. There really is. There's going to be moves that free up space. Um, I do think they need additions elsewhere. Obviously, they don't have much draft capital. But you can't ignore this. No, 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 no. It's it's the most glaring hole. One position where a guy's on the field for five or six plays a game. Yeah. It needs to be fixed. It really does. Because I, I get the family mantra. I get it. I, I think a lot of those players really do believe it in the locker room. But at the end of the day, when they're like home tonight or they wake up in the morning, some of them may be furious. Yeah, because yeah, think about everything they put on the line. And I think it's great they act that way. And Kyle Long's out there on the field giving them a hug right after the miss. But those guys invest so much to come this far and for it to end that way. And then not, just even beyond that, you're talking about even showing up to training camp next year in Bourbonnet. That's, oh, that's still going to be hovering man. over yeah. everything. Yeah, And it's not just us or the fans who'll be watching every single kick in the preseason. It'll be those guys too. Yeah, They want to know, are we going into another year where we're going to work our ass off for 17 straight weeks, make the playoffs, and have it end on a kick? Playoff games are meant to be tight. Adam Vinatieri, I can't say his name right now. Vinatieri. Vinatieri is a legend because of moments like that. Yep. Well, still playing, by the way. Legend. Still kicking, I should say, by the way. Robbie's legend. made some big kicks, too. 
Just was not a lot of teams that didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. I just think this is so cut and dry and so easy, other than the money, which is a lot. And, to and a look, kicker. the salary cap's going up. There's ways to maneuver space around. You can change a guy's contract, someone else's contract, to free up more cap space. But it's yeah, if you're making the checklist for Ryan Pace in the off season already, yeah, it's number one. All right, it wasn't the only reason the Bears lost tonight. Um, the first half. Bears muster two field goals. Both came on drives where the Eagles made stupid penalties on third down to keep the drive going. Otherwise, it was punt, punt, punt. You know, I was getting ready to write the Bears offense didn't carry its weight this season type deal. And that the whole offseason, it's about Matt Nagy's system taking the next step forward, Mitch taking the next step forward, and Ryan Pace finding the right additions to take the, this offense to the next level. Because here's the reality. This Bears defense carried you. It's a great unit. If Vic Fangio comes back, which is a big if here in the next few days, it will be a big topic of conversation. There's no reason to think the Bears defense won't be dominant again next year. But there's so many variables that go into it. Injuries. Are they, what, 36 takeaways did they end up forcing this year? Yes. Are you going to do that again? That seems really hard to do, just like based off of normal NFL reality. You know what I mean? Well, they're not going to stink, though. They're not going to stink. My point is the offense, though, is going to have to come up and win more games. Yeah. The offense is going to have to take charge, which it almost did tonight. Yeah, yeah. which is – you could probably write that should be the expectation for next year. Right. Should it not? Trubisky in his second season with everybody, including his head coach – I think you still need to add to that side of the ball, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Taylor Gabriel, nice addition. Maybe need a little bit bigger of a faster guy. Trey Burton, what the heck happened Friday into Saturday? So bizarre. Yeah. Groin injury, what happened? Who knows? You need a little bit more consistency for some of your your key contributors on, on uh, offense. I, I think you have something in Tariq Cohen. I think you have something in Al Robinson. You have to figure out your running game. But yeah, in what terms happens of, with Jordan Howard? Yeah, yeah, what's going on there? The running game was abysmal this year. It was non-existent today. I know that's a good Eagles front. I think they're number seven against the run. They've even been better the past three weeks leading into the, the postseason. Um, as far as tonight... I thought Trubisky was exceptional in the second half. And I think that matters. Yeah. I really do think that matters. Well, it does matter because the the, the alternate... Um, what the hell is that animal running across the 50-yard line right now? That is a possum. Right in the middle. Hold on. Let's take a picture. This is going to be a live <laughs> picture. We're, there is an animal. We are recording above Soldier Field, and there is an animal... Running across the field. It is now making its way to the 10. The 5. He could go all the... Oh, my God. He stopped short of... Okay, he's in. He's in. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a possum? I think so. This I is got really picture. happening, by the way, people. I'll put the video on Twitter or something. And he's sitting right now at like the one-inch line. A metaphor for the Bears' season. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out of the end zone. Look at the cameraman down there. This is amazing podcasting, by the way. And now he is leaving. There seems to be... Is that Mark Grody out there? 
going after it. Someone's going after it. That guy's going. Is that Mark Grody? I think I don't think it's Grody. All right, I don't know what that means that there's a possum running around the field as the season over. Season is over, but it probably means you can't go no, near those I, things. They're vicious. It, it, just it, it was not pretending to sleep by any means. It's back on the goal line. It likes the goal line. How did it get in the building? I don't know. But, hey, a weird night at Soldier Field just got weird. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Um, I, now I'm completely distracted by the possum I, that's I, now going from the 10 to 11. He's still on the 11. I don't even know what we were talking about. I did tweet out the video, though, good, if you'd like good, proof good. that there was an animal on the field. Uh, what were we talking about? The offense. Yeah. Got to be better. I mean, there was no doubt a factor in this game. They did step up in the fourth quarter. I agree. Mitch was great down the stretch. And and I think what I was about to say there before I was interrupted by that animal um, <laughs> is that the, the, the other alternative ending that I was kind of fearing at the end, just for like our sake of covering the team all offseason, was Mitch throwing an interception. Yes. You know, because that could have also been a very real possibility that would have actually surprised nobody. Um, but he made the throws. Got they they got aggressive in the second half. Aggressive. Double moves. Sluggo routes. I don't know why it took that long to take advantage of that one-on-one matchup yeah, that yeah. Allen Robinson kept having against well, you know, here's the He didn't have a lot of time early on or wasn't comfortable in the pocket. The protection was better as the game went on. That is a good front. Fletcher Cox, even on Trubisky's best completion, 3rd and 11, 19 yards to Taylor Gabriel, took a big hit from Fletcher Cox. It's a heck of a throw. Heck of a throw. Yeah. Look, some people may not think it's enough, 15 points. I get it. But the Eagles have been playing well. This is Mitch Trubisky's first playoff game. He was better than Deshaun Watson in his first playoff game. He was better than Lamar Jackson in his first playoff game. Yeah. He put the Bears in position to win. Cody Parkey did not come through for his team. And then on the other side of the ball, though, I, I, I can tell you from covering this defense all year and just talking to Danny Trevathan this week, I thought it was the quote of the week, him saying that you know, you're, we're going to be remembered for what we do in the playoffs. And it's not like this looks bad tonight. And they didn't have Eddie Jackson, which I thought he was going to play. He's active but didn't play. But the reality is, it's the first time since they lost to, to um, the Giants that they gave up more than one touchdown in the game, which is a great streak. Yes. And they really shouldn't be punished for giving up more than one touchdown. But they're at home. The crowd's going nuts. You just need to get off the field against Nick Foles. Bad tackling. And they didn't rears get, its ugly head again. They didn't get the job done. And and you know that's going to be eating the defensive players all offseason. They couldn't get the stop. And I'm not just talking about it on the goal line. They stopped three plays in a row. And then, you know, that's a tough situation there one-on-one on that fourth down. Sherrick McManus against Golden Tate. Got a good matchup there. And they took advantage of it. Yeah. But earlier in that drive, you bring up the missed tackles. Kyle Fuller had one. Deion Bush had one. You know, I kept pointing out on tape all year, Kyle Fuller has a tendency to throw his body in the guys instead of wrapping up. Showed up right there in a crucial moment in the football game tonight, in the playoffs. These are things that matter, and it, it's I, certainly if you're going to rank the reasons why the Bears lost tonight, it's not one or two, reason one or two, but... They had a chance to win it right there. The defense, the most dependable unit you have, and they didn't get the job done. No, no. Got them down the fourth down. I remember a big reception from who else? Elshon Jeffrey. Just made big, timely receptions all game today. 
it, it felt like. And you knew they were going to go down to Alshon in that situation. Wanted the ball. Yeah. Wanted the ball. He was talking a lot. Oh, of was he ever? Was he ever? So I, I think the truth comes out or came out. Um, clearly, this game meant more than he tried to not say it was or, or whatever <laughs> he was talking about earlier this or, or last week in Philadelphia. But he played a great game. Let's give him credit. He got a lot. Uh, he beat Kyle Fuller a lot today. Yeah. He really did. Well, you're all pro cornerback. He didn't look like an all pro tonight. They had the one nice stop, though, there at the end. That was a big play. But for the most part tonight, Kyle Fuller kind of struggled. I'm really interested to look back at this tape. You know, even that throw to Anthony Miller right before the missed field goal at the end, I kind of felt like if the ball was a little bit farther inside, Anthony Miller maybe could have run under it. That's what Mitch was talking about in the press conference. Again, we're going to play Mitch and Matt Nagy here before we get out of here. But um, Mitch was saying that he had to make sure he got it deep enough to the end zone, which is true. But I, but he was trying to get Anthony Miller to be able to run under the ball, and he just overthrew it. I actually thought if it was a little bit more inside, it maybe would have worked. Yeah, yeah. It, it was zero coverage, you yeah. said? Yeah. Which like, again, it, it looked like he had him for a second there. I, I, f- I feel like he felt rushed on the throw. I got to look back and watch what type of pressure yeah. Jim Schwartz dialed up for the Eagles' defense. Well, usually but, with zero, you're, you got to get rid of the ball. Right. So you, The timing could have been off. Yeah, yes. And to his own point, he needed to make sure he put enough air on it so it got into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, something else I thought fascinating from the Eagles side of things. So the goal line stand that ended up not being a stand because they scored on fourth down. Uh, Doug Peterson actually called that play three straight plays in a row. And uh, the first two times, so that would have been on second and third down, there was a kill attached to it. So Nick Foles could read the defense at the line of scrimmage and kill the pass. Check, basically, he's checking to a run. That's what he did there. Um, although I thought they threw the ball in one of those plays. But he must killed it to whatever the second yes. option was. Whatever, he killed the the sprint out to the right and throw to Golden Tate uh, at the line of scrimmage. So during the timeout, maybe that's why Doug Peterson called timeout. Because a lot of people were going, like, why is he calling timeout here? Um, maybe that's why he called timeout. Yeah. To make sure to tell him, hey, forget the kill. Run the play. It's going to be there, yeah. Take advantage yeah. of the matchup. Yeah. And they got it. I, I got to say one thing. Like, Nick Foles does not throw a pretty football. He doesn't. But he trusts his receivers and his anticipation yeah. is something else. The, the touchdown that Dallas Goddard got the matchup he wanted. He threw that ball before Dallas Goddard made his cut and turned around. Yeah. Against Adrian Amos. The the uh, long reception to Elshon Jeffrey on the, it'll be on the Bears sidelines. Remember that? Threw that ball before Elshon Jeffrey cut at the top of his route, and he ran underneath it. I think the bear safety slipped. I forget who it was. It was either Deion Bush or Adrian Amos. But, look, Nick Foles' magic might be real, but the anticipation of his throws, the trust in his receivers, that stood out to me tonight. Yeah, I don't know how the guy keeps doing it, but he does it. Boy, if they somehow beat the Saints next week, a team that just crushed them in the regular season, then you know there's something. I don't know how to explain it, but... You know, I was on with with, with Hamp and OB and Carm uh, after the game. They were bringing up how the Bears... How many people did they fire? Well, their big thing was that they should have just lost to the Vikings last week and played oh, the Vikings. God, I, don't wanna, which, I, I don't want to have that conversation. Look, look I, I agree with the idea that I don't think the Vikings would have won tonight. That's fair. That being that's said, I, that's just, just such a loser's mentality to say that they should have just thrown the second half last week against a team that they were dominating. Yeah. I, I just 
I don't like the idea of laying down. I don't know how full Hall of Fame football players can get in that line of thinking. And look, I I, I love those guys, but well, look, it, I, it just I wrote it three weeks ago. I thought the Eagles were the most dangerous team because they're the Super Bowl champs, and they were kind of come in here winning five out of six. That being said, I also said the Bears could be any of the opponents, and I stand by that. I mean, I was wrong, but they also should have won the game tonight. Make the kick, and one, you got the win. Yeah, yeah. One would say 52 guys won tonight. And I don't mean to put it all on Parky. Again, Trubisky should have been picked off two times. Jordan Howard never got going. A bunch of the offensive linemen had long days, especially early on in the first half. Cohen had four touches. Yeah. Well, they had a good defensive plan, I think, for and that. I think especially that's when, where Trey Burton, not having him really was missed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely missed. Um, Cohen did drop a screen. Yeah, he I, did. I remember that. Um Look, the Anthony Miller play, uh, that was, I don't know what that call was, overturned, reviewed, brought back. No clue. Yeah. Didn't exist for all, <laughs> for all we know, but didn't make enough plays. But the final play still, still stinks. It should sting for Bears fans. All right, we like to get you Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky in these podcasts. We will do that. Uh, again, it's a podcast, so... If you don't want to hear the whole thing or you've already heard it. Nagy talked for 60 minutes to yeah. everything we wanted to throw at him for tonight. Which is how I was going to preface this because he made a point of saying, look, I'll answer anything. And he sat, he stood there for 16 minutes after an incredibly tough loss. Uh, by the way, the second straight year, he's dealt with a really tough wild card <laughs> loss. Um, anyway, here's the head coach. Again, if you don't want to hear the whole thing, you can skip ahead. We'll... Wrap things up with some final thoughts too, uh, but here's the head coach Matt Nagy. Uh, it's it's always a little bit different. Those guys understand it, but we're gonna we're gonna rally together. We're gonna stick together. We're gonna be a family. And and again, um, I just want to just say a big thank you to the fans, to the city of Chicago. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, the support that they gave us all year long uh, was second to none, and they need to be they need to be proud uh, to to be a Chicago Bear fan. And we're proud to have them as our fans. They were rocking and rolling tonight, a huge part of this deal. So thank you, and uh, we, we hope we can uh, be better next year. What did you say to Cody? Um, I, we haven't, we haven't uh, talked yet. I, he was, I don't know where he was, but he's, he's, uh, it's hard. It's, it's, uh, it's a difficult deal. I don't think you can make, write that story. Uh, you know, just with how things went this year and how he rebounded and, and then for that to happen. Um, it, it's tough, and it, it's hard for for all the the players. It's hard for him. It's hard for everybody. It, it's it stinks. You know, it's not it's not easy. But um, just as I told the guys, I looked around in that locker room at the end, and I looked at every one of them. And it reminded me of Green Bay, Week One, because uh, they gave it their all. And you learn from these things. So we can't see it right now, but I guarantee you that feeling that we just had in that locker room is going to help us in the future. And how would you characterize your emotion for this run to be over? Well, it hasn't really hit me yet. You know, you're just dealing with so many different emotions in there with the players and coaches. Everyone's, you know, upset. They're they're uh, they're frustrated. Um, but in the end, when you step back and you look at the big picture of what we've done this year, they'll be super proud, uh, and they deserve that. They they uh, they work so hard at at being a family. They work so hard at you know being. We we talked to start the year be obsessed to be the best that was our that was our our slogan and they did that they really did we have fun this year uh one team in the end gets to hold that trophy uh it's not going to be us uh, hopefully down the road it will be but we had a lot of fun and uh, uh i'm just uh, i love our guys to death 
what did you see from Mitch in the fourth quarter, particularly? He seemed to get in rhythm. And... Just a guy that, that uh, continued to make plays. He's done it all year long. He's made plays when he's had to. We looked at each other with whatever time under a minute to go, and we, we knew we were going to move the ball and go down there and, and have an opportunity, and he did that. And he looked at me, he gave me a smile, and I said, you know, I just told him, I said, this is where the story begins. And uh, uh, he did it. He did a great job. Um, I, I was just telling somebody in there, uh, no one, not one person, truly knows how far that kid has come this year than me. And, um, I mean, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky to have him. Uh, I, he's, I'm looking forward to the future. I really am with him because uh, the city of Chicago is lucky to have that kid at quarterback. That, knowing that field goals haven't been automatic this season, what went into taking that shot on third down as opposed to just picking up like a few yards to get closer? Uh, well, uh, you know, I go back to Miami when I tried to pick up a few yards and get closer, and that didn't work. So, uh, so now I we went for an opportunity to get closer. They're, they zeroed us. So anytime you zero. Um, Schwartz is a good coordinator, and it, when you go back and watch the tape, you'll see there was about um, like 13 guys within four yards. So if we run the ball there, we're gonna, uh, you know, not get anything. So we took a shot, and the other thing is, is it took up, um, it took up some time off the clock. You know, being where if you do make the field goal, then when you kick off, they're basically out of time. So that was kind of the mindset, and, and those guys did a good job because some of those situations they're hard to prepare for. You know, whether you have a timeout, you don't have a timeout, it's third down, it's second down, you get the first, you don't, everything. And I thought the guys executed it pretty well. On their final Coach, offensive the possession. In, the Burton injury sort of caught us off guard this morning. Mm-hmm. Can you share some background on that? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's He, he got up this morning and uh, – uh, or when was it? Was it uh, when was it? Yeah, yesterday. He got up yesterday, and he was like, he said, his it was early. It was like five in the morning. He 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 was getting there the same time I was, and, and his groin hurt. So they went through just trying to get everything looked at and see what's going on. They did tests and everything, and and uh, that's when that's when we weren't sure what was going to happen, and then we had to you know last night go ahead and mention it. So he he it it crushed him. It absolutely crushed him. I mean, he's. I just saw him in there, and he's. He he feels bad, but because he feels like he wasn't there for his guys, and then of course it's worth, <laughs> how ironic. I mean, just crazy ironic that it's against Philadelphia. So, that is it. It's I. As you go through these things, I, I, I just try to th- things happen, and and uh, I mean, he had a great week of practice all all week, and and then all of a sudden, you know, this, and and so, but that's what it is. I mean, he's that's how things go. And I told I told Trey yesterday, you know, he's bummed out. I said, hey, uh, you 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 got to understand, you know, stay positive. Hopefully, we go get a win, and then you come back next week against the Rams, and. It's unfortunate. So no, 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 it's it's your ability it. to use Tariq Cohen without having Burton. Say that again. Could he trace, I'm sorry. Could he trace that groin to, to anything he did Friday? I don't think so. No, it's just it's it's strange. It's I don't I'm not a doctor, but I don't really have an answer for you on that. I mean, he he ended up getting up, you know, and felt it and and uh, did what he's supposed to do, which is go in and, and talk to the trainer and get it try to get it taken care of. That's exactly what we did. How much did his absence affect your ability to use Tariq Cohen? Are they zeroing on him more? His uh, no, no. They they listen. Every team we play is going to have a plan for twenty nine. So we got to figure out uh, how how to find ways to get him the ball. When you have a plan for twenty nine, it opens up other guys. And then you saw today, twelve ended up having a pretty good pretty good deal there. So did you, did you got to Cohen the ball enough to get four touches. Four. Well, what kind of? <laughs> what do you think? 
I, four touches is not enough. Yeah, but it's a good question. On their final offensive uh, possession, about a minute and a half left, you chose not to call timeout. Were you keeping it for the, getting the ball back? Would you prefer to have it with you? And you have the ball versus stopping the clock in that situation? Say it one more time. When they had the ball left, about a minute and a half left, you chose not to call timeout. Right? Yeah. We had to keep it, keep a timeout for when you got the ball back. Yeah, that and, and we're uh... – you could call that and keep it, it doesn't to me that doesn't matter it's one it's six to one half dozen the other you could call it there and you have the more t- you have time or you don't call it and you use it when you have it on offense and so um i i thought actually i thought it worked out pretty well you had eddie up but he never he mm-hmm. went into that well we we had we had a spot then with with uh with trey's deal so we had a spot so uh we just felt like for for him he's able to uh, he was in a good position. I told you it was a it was a it was literally a game time decision, and uh, that that's what we went into. And and he uh, he felt good, but we 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 had a plan too. So we're able to we were in a position where uh, with that spot, if we felt like we we wanted to play him, we could play him, and and if we felt like we didn't, then we wouldn't. Mitch had uh, a couple balls that were close to being intercepted. One in the end zone mm-hmm. boundary that they reviewed. Did you say anything to him after that? Uh, he, he actually came to me and said, "I can't, I can't do that." Yeah, he, he uh, uh, the one in the end zone was the one he came to me and said that, and then the one on uh, the one to the sideline that they reviewed, that was just he just left it hanging a little inside. That kid made a good play too. Matt, you said earlier that you're probably the only one that really knows how far Mitch has come this year. Yeah, can you give us a little idea? Well, um, just coming into OTAs, coming into training camp. We threw a lot at him, as I told you. We threw a bunch at him. Uh, and he didn't really have a, a big library into seeing a bunch of different defenses. Uh, so he was trying to learn our offense and then pair it up with the defenses he's going to see. And some defensive coordinators, they did, they did a good job at throwing a bunch of different stuff at us this year. So we got to see a lot of different things. And what he did was early in the year, it was maybe a, a next play. Hey, let's let's uh, forget that. And he grew there, so he got better in regards to he he forgot about what just happened in previous play. So that's number one. Number two, his vision and his progression uh, within this offense uh, got a lot better because he starts to learn. He starts repeating plays, and so he gets to know the offense. The third part is he starts looking at the defense, and now he can start seeing, okay, was it cover three, was it cover one, was it 22 man, was it 55 boundary, you know, was it cover zero, was it quarters, was it – so he can see all that and test it. And then the last part, I think, uh, is having wide receivers, tight ends, running backs that have never been in this offense before helping him out as well, getting more volume, and now that trust. And you saw that tonight was a prime example of uh, taking 29 away, but – 12 having a big game. Matt, did you, Matt, did you give a good two? explanation on the the incomplete pass fumble uh, the seven goal? I didn't get a great explanation. The only, only reason why is because I was going through what my two calls were on first and goal from the five or third and three. So I didn't – I mean, I, I saw it and they, our coaches were on it, but I didn't get a great explanation. The fourth and goal, the winning touchdown. Yeah. What did you think? For them, you're saying? Yeah, it was a Q, Q8. Uh, it was a sprint option uh, one-on-one. Kid made a good play. Foles made a, a great throw. Got outside the pocket. Good play call. Uh, so they they uh, they made a great play there on fourth down. It was good. The defense has stood up in those situations yeah. time and again. What did you expect from your guys as they lined up for that? Well, it wasn't going to surprise me if they stopped them. I know that they just went down there, and stopped them three times in a row from the one or two. So, um, but 
how can you how can you fault our D for? I mean, they've played pretty darn well this year, and uh, those guys feel bad. They they uh, they want to make a play more than anybody, but that's our job then as the offense to step up and and uh, and pick them up. I mean, shoot, they they uh, there are our defense. I have I didn't look at one number, but our defense. I know this played pretty darn well today. Nothing prepares you for a, a loss like that from a first year head coach perspective, though. But when you went to address your team after the game. Mm-hmm. Challenging was it, and where did you? How did you gather yourself to do that? I I, I was fine. Uh, it, it was tough a little bit just looking at the guys and just um, you, you feel for them because they just they put so much so much energy into this thing and they wanted it so bad and I love that about them. Uh, I just I just told them that with the change that happens, the turnover between players and coaches every year is different and it's a challenge. And so the one thing that we did is we let everybody know who we are now. And, you know, I said, hey, teams are going to know it and they're going to feel it when they walk into Chicago, uh, into Soldier Field to Chicago. Uh, and they can check that off because now they're going to next year. Uh, and then now they also understand your division champs. So we, we hit a goal there. But we didn't hit the ultimate goal. So how that, that's always what keeps you going. It pushes you as players. It pushes you as coaches. Uh, it's not good enough. Uh, that's not who we're going to be, and we're going to strive to be the best. We're going to do everything we possibly can. But I know this: I wouldn't trade this year. I wouldn't trade a single day for anything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it hurt right now for a little bit. I'm gonna feel it, as everybody should. But it's gonna make me better. Now, we now, talked you know, about. You we talked. Go ahead. I'll go both. Yeah. We talked about um, quarterbacks and the legacy being written in the playoffs. So Mitch leads them down at the end of the game. You guys have a chance. Mm-hmm. So how should this game be remembered for Mitch? Well, I mean, if, if it's just me, I would say it's pretty good. You know, he, he those are the moments that you live for. Uh, in any sport, you want to hit the game-winning three, right? In this situation, you're down, and you, know, you, you get a chance to bring your team back, kick a field goal, win the game. And he did that. He did everything <laughs> everything that we asked him to do. He made big throws at big-time at big time uh, opportunities that he had. And um, – so that's another part of how he grew. In big-time situations, how did you respond? Well, I know this. I want him on my side. You know Doug as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. During that timeout, when you've got a minute to think about what is he going to call the most important play of the season. Are you going through the Rolodex in your head at all? Are you offering any? No, there's way too many. And then you outthink yourself. So uh, you saw he did a little Philly special draw um, and almost got it. But uh, – no, you don't. There's just so many, so many plays in our playbooks that, yeah, think yourself. What happened you know, when Mitch uh, came up hobbling? Mm-hmm. He just heard he hurt his uh, his heel a little bit. Yeah, so he started feeling that. And uh, but he's he's tough. That's the other part too. I mean, the kid's tough. He's blue collar tough. Well, I like having that at the quarterback position. Kyle Long said he didn't know if he'd be able to watch. The Who is that? Kyle said he, he didn't know if he'd be able to watch the film. Mm-hmm. How do you decompress? What do you do in the next couple of days? Do you study that tape? Or, you know, and we were all stunned on the field as you were. Mm-hmm. How do you decompress from this? It's a great question. Um, I'll just kind of the the next tomorrow. It, it's amazing. It's it's just as it, as with every team, when you lose the next day, it's like a bomb hits and everyone's gone, and and they're just. Phew, they're, you have exit interviews and they leave. So, well, we'll be busy tomorrow. Um, but I, I'm excited to sit down and individually talk to every single player on the team and just, um, you know, number one, thank them for what they did. But number two, um, in the 
in the plan going forward, how can you get better? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And I'll do it with every coach too. And then I'll have them tell me what my strengths and weaknesses are so that we can all just, you know, um, just continue to sharpen each other. So that's a big part of this process. So we'll do that tomorrow. And then um, we'll give everybody a break, just get away, um, get back with families, hang out. Uh, we've been away for a while. And, and, uh, and then, and then get to we have plenty of time to worry about looking at that tape and seeing all that stuff and then we'll we'll hammer home uh on the on the self-scout stuff and and i think for us that's going to be exciting because we can really just cut out all the all the stuff that we don't like and get better you know how it works in sports how concerned are you about the level of blame or responsibility that cody parking will receive and will you do anything to go out of your way to try to you know, prepare him for that and help him deal with that. Well, Cody is—he's uh, a very mature kid. He's taken a lot. He's had a—he's had a, uh, an interesting year with with going through the, the highs and lows, uh, going from missing those kicks that you know the one game to winning special teams player of the week. Um, but in the end, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to to take a part of the human side of it uh, because that's. You, I think the easiest way you look at you look at that is that you put yourself in his situation. You think he tried to miss it? No, I know that. Um, but you got to learn from it. You got to you got to figure out the why part, and he'll do that, and we need to do that too, and just come together. And but we need to support each other. Um, I think it's cowardly when when uh, uh, anybody with anything, you know, you got to be there and you got to talk. You got to figure it out and and understand it. And it's hard. I mean, this is. This is a, uh, a hard one to swallow, but we'll all, we'll all be in it together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there's Matt. Uh, you hear the explanation on Trey Burton in there. He just woke up. I mean, it sounds like he woke up with a I, – I'm finding it hard to buy the whole thing. I, mean, I got to be honest with you. Either he suffered something in practice and was trying to cover it up and then he Tough w- it out. woke up Sunday or Saturday with more soreness. Nagy says he shows up at 5 a.m. when he was getting into the building and reported the injury. And they I didn't even see him at all. Did you see him at all? I didn't today? see No. Although I heard he was on the sideline. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, like, anything suspicious happened. I mean, I don't know. But it's hard to buy the whole thing. Some people on Twitter have the – I don't mean to cite people on Twitter, but kidney stones or something. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Look, Deion, or, uh, DeAndre Houston Carson showed up to practice one day with um, sore ribs. So maybe Trey Burton was dealing with something and wanted to, to hide Tough it for it a out. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, these are all possibilities. Some conspiracy theories have the dance-off being the thing. Now, Nagy said it came in at 5 a.m. That would have been before the dance-off. Dance-off, yeah. So I, if you believe that part of it, that rules that out. Um, but you're right. There could be something else going on here. Like yeah. non-injury related, yeah. That they just start calling a groin injury, yeah, yeah. And they don't want to say more, yeah. So, you know, we'll do our jobs and try to find out. But right now, it's it's really weird. Um, he was missed. He was definitely missed. And the Eddie Jackson thing. I thought he would play, but it's clear the whole week did not go as they thought. He didn't practice Wednesday when they thought he would. He's still, you know, watching him on Thursday looked a little gimpy, even though he was out there. Even in pregame warmups, I mean, it didn't look like anything. Foles. Yeah, Fulvis was wrong, but he also was hardly going full speed. In right, practice. right, right. It, it, yeah, his little pre pregame workout routine um, was not a full speed. It seemed very slow. Yes, yes. Um, still, I didn't expect them to go full speed when they when they work out these guys. Yeah. But 
he he had uh, Nick Foles had one throw. Where was it? To, it was like the Golden Tate over the middle. It seemed it, to be in lofted the in the air. It was in the air forever. And Adrian Amos was in the position to make a play. But Adrian Amos's tendencies go for the hit. He made the hit. Hard hit. I think Sheriff Commandus got banged up on the play a little bit too. I think he missed a couple snaps. But that's a play where Eddie Jackson comes in and swoops in to make the interception. We've seen it. He's got that range. He's got that speed. He's got those instincts. He loves the ball. He was missed tonight. He definitely was. Yeah. Um, no question. All right. Nagy had good things to say about the quarterback, though. The quarterback played pretty well down the stretch, got the Bears in position to win the game, and here he is, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, if you trotted off the field after positioning the team for the field goal there, what were your thoughts about the way you had moved uh, the team and what was ahead for Cody getting a swing at it? Yeah, that's that was our goal. That's I felt like the offense. We just did our job and just try to get as close as you can to give our team uh, an opportunity to finish it. And we just came up short, so it, it, it's it, it's kind of just we're just all shell shocked a little bit. We didn't expect it to end that way, but uh, we we put ourselves in a pretty good position to win that game, and we just battled all all night long. So I'm just proud of the way the guys stuck together, um, and it's been a privilege just to be a part of this family and play with these guys and. Um, it just didn't go our way at the end. So Matt said, he said to you right before that drive, before it begins, what did you feel for that moment and the opportunity that you had right there? Yeah, for sure. Just um, my mindset was just keep everything, just go out there, do my job, find completions, and put my team in position um, to hopefully finish it the right way. So I just went out there, uh, very calm, make sure my guys knew that we all believed. So. Um, there was never a doubt that we were out of the game for, for any one second. So I was just back there doing my job. It all starts up front um, for us all season long. Those five guys, they protected me. I uh, love them to death. I uh, can't thank them enough for all they've done, just protecting me, sacrificing their body, and um, and really getting us going all season long. So a lot of credit uh, to my five linemen and, and what they do for this team. And then from there, it's just playing pitch and catch, going down the field, finding completions, IDing the defense, and um, just finding completions to try to put ourselves in a position to, to go. So... Um, just don't think about the moment and everything else that's going on. Just just play the game once and a half at a time. That was my mindset, and uh, we wanted to. Yeah, Coach did say that we wanted to write our story and start it off, but it, it doesn't always go the way you want it to. And that's life. That's football. There's a very crazy like finalizing thing about football when you come up short. Um, but you got to be proud of all the work we put in and how we stuck together and the guys in that locker room. And there's there's a lot of love uh, for all the guys on the team. And it's it, it was awesome to be a part of. So we just shocked right now. So third down right before the field goal. Uh, what did you get defensively? What did you see there on, on the throw? The one that was over Anthony? Yeah. Right. Uh, it was cover zero. And uh, it was, it was – uh, for it, the ball's got to go in the end zone. It can't be completed um, before because we wouldn't have had enough time to clock it. So basically I was just trying to throw it um, to a matchup, and I picked Anthony. It was cover zero, and I tried to put it in a spot where he could run in under it, but he'd have to catch it in the end zone because if he catched it before and, and was down, then we wouldn't have had enough time to clock it for a field goal. So it was a weird situation. Um, tried to do the best we could, but – it would have been cool to if if he could get under it, but um, yeah, we we still had a shot. We were in a position, and it just didn't go our way. The first half, what the defense did to kind of give you guys the ball a couple of times, it's kind of a missed opportunity to create some offense. 
I'm sorry. So you look at the first half as kind of a missed opportunity, some missed opportunities to cut to create some points. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I mean, that's how it was with our offense. Sometimes we were rolling and in rhythm, and other times we weren't. And it's just making adjustments on the sideline, getting our mindset, getting everybody on the same page. And I truly believe it all starts in the huddle, um, just getting guys in and out, breaking the huddle, and everybody be, everybody be on the same page doing their job. And there's a couple drives that didn't go our way in the first half, but, I mean, we're a team. We know we have a great defense, and, and they did our job, and we just need to get something going on offense. So it's not – always the way you exactly want it to be and it didn't go that way but uh, I'm gonna have to watch it as well but I mean of course there's always things you could have done better throughout the course of the game and you want that but we, we still made plays in the second half to give us a shot we just gotta to make that next step it, it is making those plays in the first half taking more pressure off our defense and and scoring more points so we definitely want to just score more um, but you gotta be proud of the way we battled I know I am we'll start clicking for you and Alan in, the, in that second half yeah, just taking taking advantage of the backside matchup. Uh, they do a great job of uh, taking away the, the passing strength for us and uh, just making you um, take away certain spots and throws. They're playing off zone, so we just had to find ways and get creative to get the ball to our uh, playmakers, and A-Rob did a great job running his routes and getting open. I was just trying to put it in a spot uh, for him to make plays, and he made a bunch of great catches. And uh, like everything else, it starts up front with our, our guys giving me time. So, uh, yeah, proud of the way they battled. A-Rob played a heck of a game. And uh, I, I was just trying to do my job and get the ball to our playmakers. Just a captain of the team, how do you process Cody Parkey's role in this loss considering the season he's had? We win and lose as a team uh, and, and really as a family. So there's never one play that decides um, the game. There's a lot of things we could have done throughout as an offense, as a defense, as a special teams to make the game go our way. And we had a chance at the end. And uh, the, the last play didn't go our way, but it doesn't define uh, the game. Uh, I'm proud of the way we played, the way we battled. Um, but, I mean, we stick together. We're a family. So the, we, you win as a family and you lose. And uh, when, when everything's going good and you win, it, it feels awesome. But when things don't go your way and you lose, uh, you, you have to deal with that as well. So uh, it's not the way we want to attend, but that's the reality. And all we could do is, uh, I mean, just because something goes wrong doesn't mean we, we break apart and we don't stick together. That's not who we are. That's not the kind of culture we built in that locker room. Uh, we just come together even tighter and make sure that it makes us better for the future. And this team's it, it may not ever be the same, but wherever we go, we'll always remember uh, this team and this experience and just make sure uh, it, it makes us better for the future. Matt, was it difficult to get Tariq involved tonight? Uh, only four touches. I know that's a lot less than what he's accustomed to. Yeah, they, they did a good job keying on him and taking him away. And sometimes that's how it is uh, with our offense. Um, different guys are going to get touches based on what the defense has given us. And, uh, and we should always figure out more ways to get two nine the ball. And uh, tonight it didn't. But I thought we were still pretty efficient on offense, especially in the second half. And uh, it's all about just taking the matchups and taking what the defense gives us. And we're moving the ball. But we just got we need to take the next step to score more touchdowns. Uh, but we didn't, and uh, th that's part of it. So I don't have a great answer for you for that question, but that's that's how it was tonight. There's there's no one that knows how far you've come this year as much as he does. How far do you feel like you've come, and just the idea of attacking the off season and, and knowing where this offense can be with another year under the system? Yeah, I feel like I've, I've come a long way, but I also feel like I'm really just getting started. There's a lot I can still. 
improve on and just this season and experiences like that in the end were, are definitely just going to motivate me even more for the future. Um, I'm hungrier than ever and I can't wait to just get back to work and get started. I think the future is bright and uh, yeah, just very thankful for all the fans that have stuck through with us all season long. Um, it, it was a lot, really fun season and I appreciate the way um, we, we stuck together as a family and we, and we, and we all grew in, in different areas. And I thought I got better, but uh, I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. Hopefully, I know this is this experience. Uh, I'm just going to do a lot of self-reflecting and make sure that I get better from this and that uh, it motivates me to become the best player I possibly can. So, yeah. You talk about some of the missed opportunities in the first half, but then you put your team in position in the second half. How do you kind of balance those, those two halves in terms of when you evaluate your own game? Yeah, you you always want to play great for your team and go out there and do your job, and but it's also got to be a next play mentality. So you, you don't you don't play as well as you want the first half. We're not getting the rhythm. We're not going as much as much as we'd want to. I mean, who cares? Put it behind you. you there's always a next play to be had, and you just got to keep battling and, uh, and and we can keep believing. And, and that's what we did. We were never out of the fight. It's never going to be exactly how you want it to be, um, but we found ways to win all season long and. and Tonight we just came up a little short, but it was always just continue to stick together, forget about the bad plays, forget about what we couldn't do, and focus on the next plays and what we can accomplish. And everyone just go out, do out, go out there, do your job, and stick together. How do you, you, you feel, Trey Burton's absence? Yeah, obviously we want all our playmakers out there. It is unfortunate um, that, that he can be out there with it, us tonight, and I know um, it, it's it's probably burning for him. Um, to not be out there, but uh, for us, it's just stick together, support him, and, and support the next guy who's got to step up for him. And we know we got a lot of playmakers on offense, so as the next guy step up, and you got to have your brothers back. So fill in for him and, and do your job, and come in and do it on this offense. But we know the type of player that Trey is, and um, he just he makes our offense better. And but he he continued to have our backs on the sidelines, just being there, supporting us, helping guys, and uh, and just make sure he's still part of this team and family. All right, what stands out from Trubisky for me, I remember getting, you know, hearing this from some people as early as late January last year, how committed he was and how obsessed, that word obsession that Nagy uses, how obsessed Trubisky was with getting better and the work he was putting in last offseason. Um We've talked about that. Like whether the results are on the field or not, his heart and his work ethic, everything is in the right position for him right to places. continually to get better. You heard it there, I think, from him. You know, from him. I'm still hungry, just scratching the surface. I have no idea where this whole thing is going to go, but I can guarantee you, from covering this guy for two years, he's going to do everything in his power this off season to be a lot better next season. And I do think being in the system for the second year. Will, will matter a lot. Just, I'm not saying he'll ever be as good as Patrick Mahomes looks to be, but look how comfortable Mahomes seems to be in that system that he's been in for two years. Two years, yeah. There should yep. be improvement yep. next year from Mitch and from this entire offseason. Off, off. And I think people kind of underrate when it comes to the comparison. Travis Kelsey is an outstanding tight end. Oh. Bears do not have that. Nope. Tyreek Hill is such a dynamic threat. You see some of the catches that he makes. 
for for Patrick Mahomes, where it's a it's it's a nice ball, thirty yarder. Yeah, maybe as, a little bit as acrobatic. As good as Cohen is, Tariq's on a different. Yes, one. yes, but then he cuts it up and takes it fifty more yards down the field. Yeah, electric football player, speed at all areas. So to to me, I, I think there's going to be upgrades here. People always wonder what the heck is Smoke Mizell doing out in the field. Right. I think he's filling a spot on the roster for a player who's not even here yet. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a, a bigger pass catching running back guy who gives the team more to prepare for. The Patriots always have like three or four guys like that. The, the Eagles did before Corey Clement went down. Yes, yes. You, you like a guy who is versatile like that. I don't know if it's Taekwon Mazel. I don't think it is. Every time he gets the ball, you're like, what the heck is he doing out in the field? And that's going to be an upgrade. I don't know. I don't think it's Jordan Howard. I don't. However, as you're talking about this, it seems like the first time all year that it kind of hits you and is realized that they do not have a first or second round pick. Yeah. Well, you can find good value in running back still later. Yep. And you can find guys that can help you in free agency too. Yeah. Yeah. The so, Rex Burkheads of the world. But this is where our conversations start to shift in the off season. I mean, cap space, contracts, start to pay, thinking about paying Mitch. All these things are going to come up as uh, you try to f- take a good team to the next level. And all the expectations change. All the expectations change because um, this is a team that's going to be expected to win the Super Bowl next year. That's going to be the reality of the situation. Any other final thoughts? I got one more on the kicker. but Well, here's just what I want to say. Cody Parkey gets paid a lot of money. He has a job to do. He did not do that job. He might not be here next year. Maybe shouldn't be here next year. I still think, and I hope everybody listening to this listens to this carefully, it's still sports. Yes. He's still a human being. And while it's a high-profile job and there is a lot of money in this business, it is the NFL, he's a human. And like any other job... We all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And you can boo, and he got booed off the field. And you can criticize, and you should say he should have made it, and you can feel crappy about it like I know he does, but don't cross the line. Yeah. Don't cross the line. Don't don't verbally attack his family. I was going to say, leave his family yeah, alone. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, don't, and, and, and just don't even cross the line even going after him. It's still sports. So we work in the— That's a uh, great point, Adam. We work in the the, the toy house. It, it, look, even as much as right. as we blame him for this loss, look, he's got to do his job. He's got to make forty three yard field goals. That's what he's paid to do. No question. We're still people. They're still people. Still, has to, what, what's the saying? Still puts his pants on in the morning, like you. <laughs> Something like that. Got that wrong. We got a possum update. He's still out there running around. I don't see him anymore. No. The possum has left the building, and we need to leave the building too. The Bears have until next year. Yep, it's fun. Not the last podcast yet, though. No, we're no, not no. done. We're. Uh, I, I think it'll be Tuesday, but we don't know the um, the schedule. If we know Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace will be talking publicly for the first time since coming on our podcast in August. Is that accurate? I think other that's than true. Other than the, the Cleo Mac. Um, oh yeah, the Cleo Mac. The, the, you know yeah, that, that big trade they made before the season. So the first. 
Ryan Pace press conference since the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah. Uh, will happen at some point this week. We'll react to that, too. But I think we'll have a podcast Tuesday either way. There will be locker room access tomorrow with players going home, exit interviews, that whole deal. Um, so there'll be plenty to react to. There should be news on Vic Fangio. My guess is he'll be interviewing tomorrow. Um, although it looks like Mike Malarkey's like a favorite to take that Broncos job. At least that's what was being reported today. It's all about the right situation for Vic. All the right situation. All right. Wow. I did not expect to be doing a... No, no. Everybody in Chicago picked the Bears. Hey. It reminds me, I got hotel rooms to cancel. I know. I tried to do it earlier, and Marriott wouldn't let me. It's like they were... <laughs> like, you should go to L.A. anyway. <laughs> Come and do your podcast just, out here anyway. Just go to L.A. anyway. All right, fine. I'm in. We'll keep you posted on everything the rest of the week. Uh, when the podcast will be. We're not done, though. We've still got plenty of coverage to end this season. And uh, it's been a fun ride either way. We appreciate all of you for listening all season long. I know you're in pain right now as you listen to this podcast. Uh, and not just because you're having to listen to us, but because of what happened on the field. Uh, we appreciate you all year long. So keep following us on Twitter. We're not going anywhere. At Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E. At Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. WGNRadio.com slash Bears. ChicagoSunTimes.com All our post-game coverage is up there. And uh, again, please rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about it. We'll be going at it all offseason once again. Um, it's still fun covering football, and the Bears are going to be good for the fourth half. broken pipe up there? What is that? What is happening in Soldier Field? There is something broken up there. What is going on here? This is a, the stadium is falling apart. apart. Just like the season did. Amazingly, those goalposts are still standing. Though. Yes, yes. You think with all the abuse they took, they'd be down. But no. All right. We're out of here. Talk to you in a few days.